Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Carl Mollison, founder and uh, director of the Get Wisdom Project. We have another show online for you today. It's how to partner with the divine for a flourishing career. You know, Carl, you know, a lot of businesses fail. Uh, what are the, there's hidden forces that we're learning about that can affect, you know, these kind of enterprises. And we're going to explore that today. Um, what are your thoughts on that before we get started here? Well, the, the reality is that few people understand where human problems really come from. And this applies across the board. It's true of health problems. It's true of relationship problems, marital problems, and so on. Fighting with relatives and all the things in life where there's friction and discord, as well as organizations, whether they're effective, efficient, successful, or they're dysfunctional. There there are two main things. One is interference by dark spirits. I know that sounds like a crazy notion, but what do you think evil is? It's not humans themselves until they're corrupted in some way. That's where the corruption comes from. And the other thing is past negative trauma. That is stored, it starts to rumble again, and then it comes back around and adds to the current stress and strain of the moment and piles on and compounds the difficulty. So when when businesses go under, there may well be one or the other or both of these things happening. And we had an example of that that's very near and dear to me that, that happened just recently that we you, that you explored with Creator as well. I live in a small town. We have a very iconic small town bakery. I should say had a very iconic small town bakery. Uh, it was one that people from all over the region would drive as much as 45 minutes or even an hour to come and partake of the high-quality baked goods. This is a bakery that had been in our town for over 80 years. And the people that were running the bakery were family, and uh, they were looking to retire. Uh, they had put in a lifetime of work and energy, and they built up the business, and they, there's time for them to retire. But finding a buyer for a small-town business in today's days and age when you got Walmart and Panera Bread and all kinds of, you know, uh, huge organizations that are going to compete with. It's very difficult. So, but they did find a guy who ran bakeries uh, in another state, and they brought him in. And within a year, the business was bankrupt. And everybody was heartbroken. We're heartbroken. We're still trying to recover from the loss of our beloved bakery. Carl, what, what's the backstory on the abrupt closing of this highly beloved bakery in my town? How much was karma... And how much was interloper interference? All right. This is what Creator says as I've channeled it. This was a combination of factors in play. The primary driver was karma, the past history of failure personally by the owner. And that was aided and abetted by ongoing spirit attachments to drag the person responsible down and cause a lapse in judgment. The inattention was the parallel to prior karmic difficulty and the returning lesson, and unfortunately was not heeded in time. So basically what's happening is this individual took over the business, a thriving not a thriving business, a money-making business, and within a year um, was probably over-optimistic. Uh, there was rumors that he had gone and bought a new car, for instance, and was a little bit, uh, you know, generous with... <laughs> rewarding himself with some of the cash proceeds and then over time he had payroll he had bills to pay for uh, utilities for flour for all the things to run a bakery and they piled up and eventually it spouted out of control and he could no longer cope with it and then he just returned the keys back to the original owner um so yeah carl he was saying the attention to detail was parallel to prior karmic difficulties in this arena yes. so it's the past impinging on the present again that's right we think it's just people and their problems. And we don't think that there is a compelling inner drama going on. 
an undercurrent of energy creating a new, a past difficulty, sometimes identical to what they've experienced, even in a prior lifetime. That re-echoing that we've talked about before. Yes. In what ways can negative karma influence career success, for better or for worse? And this is what Creator says about this in the kind of the big picture sense. Negative karma can get in a person's way almost any time and for any reason. This is because so many things can go wrong in life and difficulties develop that leave wounds, that leave disappointments and lead to serious consequences that can be life-altering, leaving much damage in their wake and much to regret and be troubled over because of the occurrence. When people are manipulated in life to doubt themselves, to undermine their self-confidence, and to provide roadblocks in their way to even try things out, when finally free to do so, they are ill-equipped and will often fail because they've been programmed to fail by those who were not mentoring them, but getting in their way and programming them for failure. People do this to themselves after too many instances of maltreatment at the hands of others. They create a belief within that they're unworthy, less capable, less talented, and unwanted in the first instance. All such ideas will make a person underperform. This is almost certain to happen. This is a headwind most never recover from because the way to heal this has not been taught and people flounder unnecessarily. Failure will follow a person throughout their life and will be projected into future lives as well. Even though people come into life starting anew, they reconnect to all that has happened previously through the Akashic records of all that has happened and is being maintained on file. And their deep subconscious mind will review these things and worry about them and make no distinction between then and now, but will see a past failure as potentially looming again. This stirs the pot and makes a person more emotional and less confident, and this will worsen the more past history has resulted in difficult circumstances and failures of any kind. A large karmic backlog of unhealed difficulty in business or career will be a huge obstacle preventing success in a current lifetime without having this backlog addressed in some way. If people have deep inner beliefs, they will fail. They are unworthy. They are incapable. They are weak. They are undeserving. They are untalented. They lack the intelligence or creativity needed for an enterprise or many, many other types of negative beliefs. They'll have a much harder time being successful and will rarely understand the dynamic undermining them or find a way to fix it. How important a factor overall is having a negative karmic history in determining a person's success or failure in business? And creator answers this question. We would say that the person's karmic history is fully 80% of what is relevant as an influence determining success or failure as the case may be. This large percentage illustrates its central importance as the major influence on human thought, feeling, and action. Whether people can perform, freeze up under pressure, or crumble will often depend on their inner resolve and strength or its lack as a consequence of prior trauma. The deep history of other lifetimes is more commonly a factor than anything in the current life. Even though many people have difficult childhoods that do figure in and predispose to a lifetime of struggle if there's been a great personal difficulty in being neglected, abused, or rejected, this is a major failing in human culture that the reality of reincarnation has been censored in all of your education because it explains so much about how you come to be who you truly are, as well as reflecting the ongoing need for healing to fully re recover and overcome the traumas of the past and to grow with a greater enlightenment built on success and accomplishment. Someone who is damaged by life experience will not escape it. Even death and going back to the light does not erase the history of what took place. When they return one day, they will be back with the same history, 
and the same tendencies and characteristics that are the legacy of past trauma that was not healed. Little healing has happened over the centuries because a way to do so has not been shown to you with clarity. That can change now with an opening of awareness to the possibility of divine healing if people know how to request it effectively. Wow, you know, it said earlier in this passage that 80% of the difficulties in, in your career and business are karmic related. Uh, and, you know, my experience is that nobody goes into a new business venture or a new job without a tremendous sense of optimism and hope for the future. But it seems like you had mentioned that the, the subconscious mind is always looking backwards to the Akashic records and to the past to see to, to be on the lookout for, for problems that reflect what happened in the past. And so when people start to encounter difficulties and challenges in their business and in their, their career, that brings that forward and amplifies the negativity far beyond, in many cases, what the actual dilemma they're facing in real life is. Yeah. And the, the insidious thing is the struggle, the fear, the anxiety about it all is coming from the deep subconscious about things the person does not see or understand consciously. This is why it's such a dilemma and such a trap. So people turn to anything and everything, all sorts of self-help, self-help strategies. And the New Age movement is good at this, too, to bring things forward that are purported to do, uh, do wonders, but really don't work out in the end. And, you know, when people start feeling stressed, you're right. They start looking outwards for other solutions when they really should be focusing on the task at hand. I mean, working, making a business work is a lot of hard work. So is making a career work. And if they're looking for outside solutions, that's taking time and focus away from what they should be working on. And that's a problem. Um, and then if they're stressed, stress, I know from my own experience, can create complacency. Yes. You know, you get kind of a fatalistic outlook to things. And that takes away your productivity as well. So it's pre- you're right. It's pretty insidious how uh, yeah. these past problems can bubble up to really make the current situation much more problematic than it probably needs to be. Well, let's talk about one of the new age things, the law of attraction here. Yeah, so, let's, so will using the law of attraction help people advance their career or business success? You know, people may or may not have ever heard of this, but we just want to have this on record. <clears throat> and here's creator's take. The law of attraction, which is the manifesting, that you can focus on what you want and it will come to you. All right, the law of attraction has been oversold as a productivity tool. The law of attraction is simply a recognition of energy drawn to its equal in kind. This does not happen in a vacuum. This happens as a consequence of an energy outlay. The energy outlay cannot be totally self-contained, such as creating something within one's own thoughts, which is often the assumption that by wanting something means you will get it. The universe does not work this way. It is wishful thinking and is rightfully called magical thinking that you can have miracles simply by visualizing the event in question. No one knows you are doing this but you. If you send your thoughts out, they will have a weak effect on something, but will not be able to manipulate the physical environment to a significant degree. That can happen with light beings in the high vibrational world they inhabit, but in the physical earth plane, things take place with more prosaic kinds of energy. A plan might start by forming a desire and an intention to see something accomplished, but then there must be an action step of some kind to move toward, to create an opportunity for it to come your way. This cannot be done through creating a symbol and focusing on it or repeating a mantra over and over. You can reinforce your own desire in that fashion, but if you do not put that desire into action in some way that is concrete, and sends energy forth with a purpose and an intention behind it that others can see, you are just fooling yourself. Many are being duped about this principle and presenting it as the be-all and end-all of success in life. This is a sinister disinformation campaign to weaken people, misdirect them, and keep them stalled and unproductive. Holy smokes, that is a wicked... uh denunciation of, of uh, affirmative, you know, um, af- positive affirmations. 
we don't want to say positive affirmations have no value, but uh, they're overemphasized. Yeah, basically. they're they're basically giving yourself a pat on the back, but it's giving you the pat on the back, and you might need it, and you might be able to do that for someone else. But beneath it all, keep in mind there are deep problems that are rumbling, and they need deep solutions and deep means of healing. So one thing we would say to people. Let's turn back to prayer. That's something anyone can do. And you will get help from the divine realm that is real. So if you want something to happen better, you can use the following prayer for manifesting abundance. Source creator, help me each and every day to find the best expression of my soul, to be rewarded in my life with a flow of abundance to keep me safe, protected, supported, and have all the benefits of financial security to help me continue expressing the highest version of myself without fear and without worry. So there you go. Simple. And if you do that every day, you will get some benefits. There's never guarantees in turning to the divine. Things can go slowly. Things can be uncertain for many reasons, but why not do it? And we want to point out that a prayer is not the same thing as an affirmation, because a prayer is a directed request to a power and a source that's beyond yourself. An affirmation is just words directed to the self, with this idea that if we just beat up the subconscious mind with enough of the same repetition, that's somehow going to magically change. Yes. Prayer is actually going out and requesting a, a divine intervention, quite literally. Carl, we got less than 30 seconds. Uh, be sure to check out uh, getwisdom.com slash LHP for a deep solution to a lot of these dilemmas. You'll learn about the Lightwork Healing Protocol. And also on prayer, our booklet, the ebook, getwisdom.com slash prayer, getwisdom.com slash prayer. And we'll be back with more discussion about this and career failure and success right after this break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at GetWisdom.com. That's contact at GetWisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Get Wisdom, our second segment. We're talking about business and career success versus failure and how to tip the balance in the right direction. Morality and ethics are often seen as something to talk about in church, but in the business world, one must adopt an attitude of eat or be eaten because of its highly competitive nature. What guidance can you give to people about their career in choosing their field of endeavor and the people they work with? Okay, and so as a channeler, I go up to God. I go up to creator of all it is and explore these kinds of issues all the time because we're privy to a divine perspective that is quite rare and quite valuable. Some of this will seem very ordinary and obvious, but I guarantee you there's many people for whom it is not. 
So it, it deserves to be here and put on record. So this is what Creator says about choosing a way to go in life. The truism that you are known by the company you keep applies very much to this question and the answer we will give you. When you comport with those unworthy, there will be a negative consequence. When present in a den of thieves, the idea of exploiting others more normal seems more normal because it is accepted by the group without question. It is a basic assumption, in fact, that its members can do whatever they like with no regard for the rights of their victim and no real compassion for their suffering that will result. This is the mentality of the sociopath. Some forethought about the direction of your life is called for here because this will have much to do with your happiness. If your workplace is not a good fit for you, you will be miserable. And this is almost certain. People want to be where they're needed, but also where they're accepted and valued, at least in a basic human way, and where they feel comfortable and fit in with the role they must play. So they are not expected to lie, to cheat, to cut corners, to take risks with other people's lives or property. The sociopath has no reservation about operating under such conditions, but normal people will feel the pressure and in response will either end up quitting and starting over or will succumb in some way and have a breakdown unless they become corrupted as well and grow to tolerate participation in evil doing. This is certainly not a prescription for happiness and success in life. The fact you are working as an agent of an organization does not spare you from liability if people are harmed by what your organization does. So this deserves careful planning and consideration for how you want your future to be. It is wise to look at the long-term picture and not the near-term benefit. Being on a divine path has many, many rewards. So you can't just use the excuse, I was just taking orders. Yes. That's not going to cut it here. (laughs) Those people end up going to jail or being hanged. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then there's the the post life consequences as well. Well, we well, could, we talk a lot about karma and that karma yes. will out, and that's really what's going on here. Karma will find you. Indeed. What can you share with us about the potential consequences of making an ethical compromise to serve selfish interests in business or to exploit a situation within an organization to gain an advantage over someone you are competing with? All right, and this is what Creator says. Any deliberate bending of the rules, illegality, or selfish manipulation will trigger a karmic backlash at some point, and then you will be met with a taste of your own medicine. It may come quickly. It may not come until another lifetime. But pay you will for your transgressions, because this is seen to by the universe and is automatic. There can be acts of forgiveness and divine grace to help a person do better and avoid the worst of penalties, or even to bypass the need for any suffering whatsoever. But this requires a high reason and purpose for going around the machinery of the universe, seeing to the reassignment of energies to those responsible. You will be lucky if you are forgiven and escape this seeming retribution. In most cases, you will not be given any special consideration, and karma will do its worst. This is the cause of much grief, and many business failings are a karmic destiny built upon the past where someone might have hurt a competitor in business in another lifetime and enjoyed riches and comfort at the other's expense in that life. But now in the current lifetime, it catches up to them, and they may lose their business in just the worst way, at just the worst possible time, compounding the damage to involve this perpetrator's loved ones in their legacy of obligation. So all will suffer, and this will be witnessed by the evildoer themselves. Walking on a divine path avoids all of these unpleasant outcomes by not creating a karmic debt in the first place. It is almost mostly a matter of treating others with respect putting yourself in their shoes and endeavoring to do no harm in the same way you would wish to be respected and treated fairly. 
And others wouldn't mean customers and coworkers. It'd be everybody involved. Yes, yes. What can people so, do to help them? Oh, go ahead, Carl. Well, I was just pointing out that this is an update from Divine Realm. You know, in the old days, looking at the biblical perspective, you know, the, the mantra from the pulpit was hell and damnation. You know, you will, you will end up in hell if you transgress. And people have sort of grown cynical and become disbelievers in that idea. And that is there for a reason, which is there is a consequence, but it is not a judgment. It's not forever but it's in proportion to the transgression. So if you hurt someone in a certain way, you yourself will be hurt or imposed upon by karma. That's just part of the universe. It's a law of physics in a sense. What can people do to help themselves when they're in a workplace where gossip and backstabbing are commonplace? Will the temptation to fight fire with fire actually backfire because of the wheel of karma? Yeah, this, this is such a common thing. There's so many workplaces where this is going on. <clears throat> People playing favorites with the boss and sabotaging them with rumor and gossip and all those sorts of things. So this is what Creator says. The question is precise and astute in the description and the projections of the outcome. This is one of the greatest difficulties people experience in going along with others who may be corrupted themselves and acting in undesirable ways, often because of spirit possession, to corrupt them and drag them down into negative behaviors of all kinds, to be selfish, to be judgmental, to find ways to undermine others, thinking that in some way it will raise them up, but it ends up causing them harm in the end when they're shown to be petty and mean-spirited. Even if they seem to get away with it, there will be a karmic payback to teach them the lesson of their transgression. It may not come in time to help the first victim. But what is most important to know here is to not become a perpetrator oneself. If you are harmed by someone, that is easier to heal than if you harm someone in return. That will be a more difficult healing challenge. And the pain and suffering you experience will be significantly greater will likely happen swifter, will be more intense and more painful, and last longer. This is because of the compounding of injury that takes place. The way to handle being in a situation where people are gossiping, backstabbing, or backbiting is to set a good example. And sometimes that is enough to silence others. Some may become embarrassed in seeing the contrast between themselves and someone who is clearly above that kind of conduct. When you engage in a spitting contest, you will not come away clean. You will be a loser even if you seem to best the other party. Taking the higher ground is good practice, a good habit to cultivate, and will reap many dividends in gaining the respect of others and will help you find your way and seek better opportunities if you should find yourself in an unhealthy environment. You know, in Creator's recent updating of the Ten Commandments with the Ten Divine Principles for Living in today's world, the first is raise up the self with, uh, with no harm to others, and the second is raise up others with no harm to the self. Having this balance creates a win-win outcome all can feel good about, especially while knowing you're on a divine path. Be sure to get the free download of um, the Ten Commandments at the Ten Principles for Divine Living, I'm sorry to say. This is an update at getwisdom.com slash 10, T-E-N. That's getwisdom.com slash 10, T-E-N. Um, you know, something yeah. that, that you had said back here, uh, the creator had said was uh, pretty interesting, that there can be acts of forgiveness and divine grace to help a person do better and avoid the worst of penalties, or even to bypass need for suffering altogether. But this requires a high purpose, a high reason, and for going for going around the machinery of the universe, seeming to be a reassignment of energies to those responsible. So, the point is, is that karma will out, but there is a way to uh, get divine intervention to circumvent that, to either mitigate it or even eliminate it in some cases. Yes. 
Well, see, people don't see the big picture. They don't see karma in motion. And it's it's a shame that they don't because the, the, the beings in the light do see it. And they would never do anything wrong because they know what's going to happen. They're going to get smacked down. You know, and, and when I work with people with chronic illness and look at their Akashic records, sometimes they've been a perpetrator. Many are victims, but sometimes they've been a perpetrator in another life, like someone with a lingering, chronic, debilitating illness over years of dragging them down, impairing and restricting their life. Might be someone who in a past life had a sibling they were forced to take care of and maybe was challenged in some way and kind of an embarrassment. At a client like this who he, he consigned that impaired sibling to live in an outbuilding Virtually a prisoner. Oh, wow. And rarely fed him. And he slowly starved to death and had all kinds of suffering from the neglect. So in this life, that perpetrator is undergoing a slow death. That's a mirror image of what he did to his brother. So this is karma in action. And this is also many times why healing can't be done quickly by divine realm. You're in lesson. You are suffering through something that needs repayment or rebalancing. The other way to do it is with acts of kindness. And you can serve the light and work off a karmic debt. That's a gentler way of doing it and a a nice way of doing it. But you need to have the awareness that that's possible and will always work in your favor. You don't have to go and get a signed contract. You just have to start living that way, looking for opportunities to raise others up. And that's the wisdom of these divine principles for living, you know, raise up others, but with no harm to the self. So it's not acting. It's not asking for you to suffer while you're doing this. You see, it's a balance. You can help others and still get along yourself up to a point. And that's all that can be expected of you. Well, karma will out, like you say. The good news that you're implying here is that we can take an active approach to our lives that can help mitigate karma directly by doing acts of kindness and helping others along the way. And that can help mitigate our own suffering while reducing our own karmic burden. Yeah, uh, That's really good news. It is good news. And, and the bottom line is this isn't just, you know, to be a do-gooder because it makes you feel good and others can turn away and ignore that option because nobody is really watching. Well, Sorry. Karma is watching you 24-7. Karma will rein you in or drag you down if you are earning that outcome. And the fact that the divine realm can intervene to mitigate karma implies that there is basically a judgment going on, but it's not a negative judgment. It's it's a judgment to actually intervene and take away what you have created yourself. That's right. Yeah, this is your doing. It has your name on it. There's a signature, an energetic one that ties it to you. It's on record. It's on file. And Akashic readers can go in and see what people have done in other lifetimes. And this is because it is an open book. And that's the purpose for it. So there cannot be secrets. Whenever something is done in secret, there's something wrong. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. we're used to this because we're being manipulated to a fairly well here in our in our world by our governments and on and on. But that's not how it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be transparency, openness, sharing and love as a goal in everything. And karma is not designed to be purely punitive. That's not its purpose. Its purpose is to teach. Yes. And if you do good karma... Create good karma through acts of loving kindness. You'll start yourself on an upward path, and the universe will reward you. So instead of getting illness, you'll live longer. Instead of having troubled relationships, you'll meet the love of your life. You'll meet people who are true friends and compatriots. Your luck and, will improve. <laughs> yes, and your luck, will, your seeming luck will improve. Maybe yeah. luck anyway. Less bad things will happen, you know, less accidents, less, less just so, so many problems that people have in life. Hopefully there'll be just less of them if you take this proactive path. Well, we're running up on a break. Be sure to uh, check out our materials at GetWisdom.com. You can contact us at contact at GetWisdom.com. 
Uh, be sure to check out the Lightworker Healing Protocol ebook. That'll describe our t- learning protocol training and what it's all about at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be back with a final segment right after this. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Get Wisdom, our final segment. We were just finishing up the last segment talking about uh, how one can anticipate and even control our karmic destiny to some extent. And we're going to get into that a little bit more. Carl, you asked Creator, are my client's visions of becoming a millionaire destined to happen as seen by several psychics? Yes, this is a fellow who came to me whose business was struggling. And this is one of the things he'd learned from his circle of friends and had gone to see several psychics. And they all saw this around him, money, 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 and told him he's destined to be a millionaire. So he's pumped and he's waiting for this to happen. So here we get back to manifesting and so on. This is an idea that's crept into many people through the uh, uh, proponents of this notion. So... This is what Creator says about what he was told. What the psychics are seeing when they look at him are his dreams of wealth and success and security. This is not the same thing as having the certainty already in place. But that is not truly what the future represents. It is not a future actuality we simply have to find our way to reach. It is only a potential that is cemented into place only through diligence, hard work, and implementing what is needed for its actual creation to become manifest in the real world. This usually involves elbow grease and some self-sacrifice, if only through concentrated effort at the expense of other alternatives. He has all he needs to bring this great dream into reality, but it is up to him. To present this as an actuality is a disservice because this will engender a false sense of security that may well end up undermining his efforts, thinking he cannot fail, and may not be as careful in avoiding a misstep that could cause a serious setback and then undermine things even more greatly through complacency. You also asked, Creator, why is my client's business slowed down? Is that because he is not giving enough through charitable contributions or donating time to others as his family tells him. Okay, well, this is another common thing that circulates, and it's uh, owing probably mostly to religion, thinking you've got to give to God, you need to be humble, you need to sacrifice, you need to tithe, you need tithe, to. Yes. <laughs> yes, you need to share your money, and if you are selfish, you will be punished by God. And so this is what Creator says about this fellow's business. 
the business has slowed down because he is not moving to expand his offering to distinguish himself from others. That is indeed the answer here. Even if people do not wish to avail themselves of more intensive training, which is this guy's business, by seeing him as a true expert, because he can offer far more than the basic knowledge they seek, he will then rise to the top tier of trainers in their minds, and he will get more business along the same lines as his current students. Either way, he wins. Whether they buy the whole loaf or half the loaf, the sales will increase, and this will serve him and his ambition. His business has not suffered because his actions have been selfish in any way. To become self-sustaining and to flourish is the purpose of life. It is not to come in and dole out charity. The purpose of life is to experience and express the yearnings of the soul. No soul was created to be a beggar. No soul was created to be helpless and dependent on others for survival. Whenever there is a need for an act of charity, it is because something has become out of alignment. And that is still the responsibility of the sufferer to rebalance in some way. Although an act of charity can be a bridge to the resolution of the difficulty by keeping a person going and will certainly minimize suffering in the meantime. The society in many parts of the world builds in a state-sponsored safety net, so to speak, by way of taxes And that is a basal contribution extracted already. If that is not done wisely and well, it is the further responsibility of the citizenry to reform the government policies to see to this. And we did inspire your channel to point out to you, speaking to the client now, what you are selling is a gift to your students because of the high caliber of who you are and what you do and what you will impart to them with your thoroughness and dedication to excellence. In those ways, you are giving from the heart, and that is a rare commodity itself. When you convey that in your outreach to your potential clients, you will win them over every time because you will be on their wavelength and will also have creators backing. This is a value added that cannot be given a price, but is truly of great value. What that represents is a win-win, where you are gifting all you encounter who see your value, as well as gaining economically and ensuring your future security and that of your family. You will have the latter because you are doing the former. That is called contributing to society, and there need not be a separation of roles and benefits. You know, what's really amazing about everything that was shared here is how prosaic it was. You know, it's, it's how, how common sense it was and how non-magical it was. Basically, he's saying, you know, if you want to improve your business, offer more. Give people more to, to sign up for. You know, that, yeah. that's basic advice. So, you know, creator can be uh, very practical at times. Yes, very practical. But there are divine things that figure in as well of course you know creator is telling this fellow we've got your back we're supporting you we're helping you and if you ask for that if you pray for support for your business and your personal career creator can do more for you if you don't ask creator will do the absolute minimum this is the way things work And if you have creator's backing and you are doing things in a divine way, creator can do more for you if you're in alignment that way. Creator won't support if you cut corners, if you cheat people, misrepresent things and so on. If you lie to get an advantage and so on, creator will not participate. Creator will drop out. Not supporting is not punishment. It's just not supporting. That's right. That's so right. So on, on, on this idea of spiritual alignment, what can people do to enhance their career while maintaining a spiritual alignment? All right. Well, this is really the key. And it's truly the key in all of life, in any endeavor, any undertaking. But this is what Creator says. Holding a high vibration, one of loving kindness, 
will enable you to be filled with divine energy. There is no greater force for change, and in a good way, than creator's love energy. It is the driving force of the universe, the creative force behind everything, and it is the source of healing and upliftment that all seek to have. Everyone wanting betterment of their circumstances seeks the joy and satisfaction it will bring. That is an actual demonstration of the loving energy in motion. When one has achieved a hard-won goal, the flow of love and light come in from creator because the person has created a circumstance calling it forth. It is not a direct, conscious, willful act of the Almighty, as one would hand out a blue ribbon in a contest among people. It is an automatic, energetic allowing for the divine energy always available to everyone. It is not the fault of the divine if much of the time people are closed off to love because their mood is dark, they live in fear, they live in doubt and worry, all of which lowers them and lowers their sights and blocks the flow of love and light through them to some degree. This weakens the person, reducing their effectiveness and their reach. The antidote is to seek an active partnership, knowing this will strengthen and raise you up and is a prescription for joy in the doing. Few things are as satisfying and uplifting as knowing you are walking hand in hand with the Almighty, that you are loved deeply and cared about deeply and can be helped again and again and again for the asking, as long as you feel worthy and believe in the divine. This is what prayer is designed to do. So in addition to being mindful of your energy, your state of being, and your awareness of your spiritual origin and the presence of the divine within you, you can make direct requests for divine assistance, guidance, support, healing, and protection. There is no limit to what you can request, nor how often. You will not wear creator out. Wow, that's that's huge. That that message right there is saying that creator doesn't get impatient the way that we do. You know, he's not because oh, you again with that same request. That's not how it works. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you can absolutely. ask repeatedly uh, without limit, and and for anything. I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking creator to keep me from slipping on the ice as you're heading to your car. You know, mm-hmm. something is people say, oh, I don't want to waste creator's time. Creator's got all the time in the universe. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So there's often a spiritual solution in the form of spiritual healing or divine healing that can alleviate issues that get in the way of career success when people struggle, when they're suffering, when something is going wrong. And I've had many clients like this. They'll have a series of setbacks. Nothing works out. Everything quits. Everything fails. People leave. People complain. There's problems with clients, with customers. On and on and on it goes. And they're at a loss to understand what could be happening. And oftentimes there's a karmic lesson underway. Well, that can sometimes be healed for the asking. But it needs to be done by someone who knows what they're doing, what to ask for, how to go about it, because it's a long-term healing issue. It may get wrapped up quickly. It might take time. But if you never make the right request, you're on your own and you'll likely continue to struggle. And it might happen again and again and again in a series of lifetimes. And I see this all the time with people where they'll have a business loss, they'll have a problem with a stuck career, they can't get going, they can't find their niche, they can't make their way and make a mark and really thrive. And they've had other lifetimes with the same dilemma. And it might have been through an inner corruption by dark spirits, but whatever caused it, it's now an injury. And karma will bring that around to them. We heard that earlier that 80% of these problems that you're talking about right now are karmic related, coming around again. So you need karmic healing. Yes. 
And the healing we do with our Lightworker Healing Protocol is quite profound because the divine realm can go in and work across time domains. They can go back into other lifetimes or forward into future lifetimes and start healing you. And this will loop back into the current life, removing causal influences. It's really amazing. And you've learned a lot in your times working with this, all the different causes to people's dilemmas. And frankly, there's a whole bunch of them that we haven't even talked about. And uh, that's what the Lightworker Healing Protocol is designed to address is a lot of these influences and, and things that cause problems that people aren't even aware of. Yes. Well, and this is something we'll be talking about in our programs again and again. It's very eye-opening and instructive to know how things go wrong and how they go right. And that's equally important. We, we don't give that as much of our thought, but we should, because a lot of that is just as deliberate, requires just as much preparation and investment up front and often planning. So if you decide to live a virtuous life, it will be a successful life. It's really that simple. But few people start out with that intention. They might well, we're, kind we're of be involved. that way, but they may fall fall short. Yes. Well, we're inviting people to embrace that intention, and we're here at the Get Wisdom Project to help you with that. Please support us at Get Wisdom, getwisdom.com. You can do that by checking out our Lightworker Healing Protocol and signing up for the training. You can also become a monthly or annual supporter. Uh, you can check out gizwisdom.com and, and explore those opportunities as well. Get our downloads to learn more about what our mission is all about and what we're assisting you in, in reaching out to you to give to you to help with your lives. Uh, you can get the, get the prayer book, getwisdom.com slash prayer. You can get the book on the 10 principles for divine, divine living, uh, getwisdom.com slash 10, T-E-N. Um, and Carl, we also, we're down to, we're we down also, to a minute. We also offer healing sessions. Yes, we do. And this includes a comprehensive healing process for all manner of difficulties and all sources of negativity, including an extensive karmic repair and quantum healing across time domains and the resolution of many karmic dilemmas that have accrued through multiple lifetimes. So this is as good as you can do. It really is an amazing tool. So please reach out to us at contact at getwisdom.com. Ask about healing opportunities that are available. Uh, we're down to our last 30 seconds here, Carl. Thanks again for a wonderful show. Uh, what's coming up next week? Um, not sure yet. It's in the <laughs> okay. hopper. It's a question mark. Be sure to tune in to find out. It'll Thanks be again for joining us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 